I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Hello, everyone. I see some friends here. How's everyone doing? Praise God. Amen. Just feeling you all out. I'm known for that. I think you're done feeling me out because the truth is I've been here for how many years since you guys have been here, right? We're all family. So I'm going to go ahead and open in prayer. So Father, I I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you are with me. You're upon me, your spirit, and your Holy Spirit is within me as well. I thank you that you'll rise up big within me, give illumination to my mind, understanding to my spirit. I pray that the eyes of the believers and the listeners in this room would be opened and enlightened and that your word would go forth and go deep into their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to open up your Bibles to Mark chapter 4 or 5. Those of you that still use Bibles, I actually like to use my Bible. Now, how many of you are still praying for your children? You haven't let that word slip? You're keeping that switch of faith turned on? You're keeping active in prayer? You know, I'll tell you, our kids really need our prayers, but that's not our subject tonight. I am going to talk to you about the simple principles of faith and healing. Now, for some of you, this might be a new message. You've never heard it before. Um, For others of you, you've heard this before, but you know, the Bible also says that we should give heed to the things that we have learned, lest at any time we let them slip. And I know for myself, I was correcting myself today because I I was slipping in some areas of my confession, and I don't know about you, but I just want to stay on that straight and narrow path of faith and confession and just operating in, 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 in the realm of faith and not get into fear like many of us have gotten into fear, especially in the last year and a half. So for some of us, it's going to be new, and for others, you've already heard it. But we know faith comes by what? Hearing, hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, with that in mind, we're going to take this subject from the Mark chapter 5, verse 25. This is about a woman. It says here in verse 25, Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Now, before we get into the context of this scripture, I want you to know that this was not a parable. This is a true story about a real-life person who's a human being, who's a woman. She was a certain woman. And it says here that she had a flow of blood for 12 years. She was probably hemorrhaging for 12 years. And she suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better but grew worse. So doctors in this particular instant could not do anything for her. 
She'd suffered many things of many physicians. As a matter of fact, she actually got worse. Now, let's see what happened. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. <clears throat> For she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction, or another translation says plague. And, immediate, and Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and he said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said unto him, you see the multitudes thronging you and you say, who touched my clothes? But you know, somebody had touched Jesus in faith and he knew it. And the way he knew it is because virtue or power had gone out of him and into her body, and he felt that manifestation. And we're going to lay hands on you tonight, those of you that need healing, and I can guarantee you one thing. I've laid hands on I don't know how many people, hundreds, thousands, I don't know. And you could always tell when the power goes out of, the, of me, for instance, if I'm the one that's the point of contact and transmission. The power of God is real. As a matter of fact, the power of the Lord is present to heal. Are you listening? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is here in our midst. We don't see him with our natural eyes, but he is here tonight, and he is ready and willing to heal you of your plague and in your body. Sometimes people say, well, I, I know that he's able, but is he willing? Well, Jesus is not only able to heal, we, don't, we can't get into it tonight, but he is also willing to heal. Lord, if it be your will, send forth your healing virtue to my daughter. Yes, Jesus said, I will. Your daughter is cured. So it is his will for you to be healed. Some people pray that prayer, if it be your will, Lord, you know, heal me in my body. Well, by his stripes he bore on his body, you are healed. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. He was made a curse for you, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree, Galatians 3.13. If you go into Deuteronomy 28, you'll find that the curse of the law was threefold, poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. The curse of sickness was literally laid on his body. He became a curse for you so that you wouldn't have to have sickness and disease in your body. Now, do we at times have sickness and diseases in our body? Absolutely, we do at times. But we can resist the sickness, apply our faith, Proverbs 4, 20 through 23, which is medicine, and that medicine will bring about a healing and a cure in us. So there's different ways to be healed. There's ways by listening to the word of God on tape. And, you know, I was, I've been listening to, to him for a couple days just to get ready to speak to you. Healing scriptures. And I, I let that word go into my heart and it doesn't return void. And according to Proverbs 4, the Bible says it's like medicine. It's like taking gospel. 
bills and putting it into your body. And not only that, but faith comes by hearing. So even if I don't need healing, I put the word of God into my heart. So when I do have something that's going on, then I apply the medicine. I resist that, that sickness. And I believe God for what he said in his word. And that is by his stripes, I am healed. It's such a wonderful thing when you prepare multiple pages of notes and give it to the presenters and everything's perfectly in order and the Holy Spirit just takes a hold of your message and takes it off in a whole nother direction. But if I didn't follow the leading of the Spirit, there would be a sense of boredom and a sense of lack of anointing. So what I always like to do is follow the leading of the Spirit. He is redeeming the time. We only have so much time, and he has a lot he wants to do tonight. But I'm going to tell you something. God is redeeming the time. He is doing a quick work. You know, sometimes I think about the ministry of Catherine Coleman. I don't know if any of you ever heard of her ministry. Very Googleable. And she had a ministry of signs and wonders and miracles. And it was, yes, the Spirit said they were spontaneous signs and wonders and miracles. They were the kinds of miracles that's spoken about in first either Corinthians 13 or 14, the work, the gifts of healings, the, uh, the gifts of healings, the gift of faith, and the working of miracles. And one day she was preaching and spontaneously, without her even knowing about it, the, the people started getting healed in her services. Now, see, I'm going to tell you straight up, I am still believing for that Acts 10:44 anointing. That while I yet speak the word, spontaneous miracles are going to begin to manifest in our midst. And you never know it. It may start here tonight. I'm not the author of it. I'm not the finisher of it. It's the spirit. They're manifested as the spirit wills. But we can open up our hearts to the manifestation of the gifts of the spirit. We can, you know, expect them to manifest, and the Holy Spirit will respond to our faith and expectation. He could just start healing people all over this room. I know that's going to happen. I know that that's also part of this great awakening that we have stepped into. Like, you think, like, that God has forgotten and that God's dead and God doesn't know what's going on and God doesn't know about your anxieties and God doesn't know about the fear and God doesn't know about the darkness that's covering the earth and God doesn't know about the gender confusion and God doesn't know about all the hellish crap that's on TV nowadays. That God knows all about it. I didn't curse. I said something that's in the Bible. He knows all about it. But listen to me. Where sin abounds, grace will so much more abound. And those power gifts are manifestations of the grace of God. Where nobody's faith has anything to do with anything, he just suddenly decides, I'm just going to start manifesting on this one and that one and that one, and they're going to be healed of their plague. In the ministry of Catherine Coleman, it's quite interesting if you've ever read any of her books. Some of the people that wanted to discredit her and write articles about her that were mean and untrue, they were some of the very ones that were healed. Listen, you and I, we're not God. We're not the Holy Spirit, right? He causes the sun to rise on the just and the unjust alike. I mean, there's some unjust people and there's some people, you know, in in my life that I'd like to pray the wrath of God on. But, you know, God says, pray for your enemies. Bless those that curse you. 
you know, and despitefully use you. Well, God is no respecter of persons. So those people that would come into her meetings to discredit her and talk about her and write articles about her, those were some of the very ones that he healed. He also healed the desperate. He also healed the broken in heart. God will move through a room at, at, at his own pace and at his own speed, and he can bring about a healing and a cure from the top of your head all the way down to the soles of your feet. But that's just one of the ways he heals. Another way he, ways that he heals is through the laying on of hands. And so as I was thinking and praying about this service, I thought, Lord, we only have X amount of time, and I always respect the pastors. Any minister, visiting minister that doesn't respect the pastor uh, is, is, is out of order. That's all I'm going to say. So I saw in my spirit or in my head, I don't know which, wisdom. Wisdom said, and which is the voice of Jesus, isn't he wisdom? Just line them all up, all the way around, and just lay hands on each and every one of them. And those that have faith and expectation, my power will go out of you into them, and it'll bring about a healing and a cure in their bodies. Now, some of you are going to get healed instantly. Some of you, just like the Bible says, are going to be healed as you go. The most important thing is, is that you hold fast the confession of your faith without wavering. Saying this, hands were laid on me November 10th, 2021, and Lord, I thank you that your power is at work in my body. I thank you, Lord, that you're the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me and is quickening my mortal body. You just hold fast to the confession of your faith and speak what the word of God says about you, not what your circumstances dictate. Thank you, Lord. Can we continue? <laughs> you know, you pulled that all out of me. Yeah. Takes two. The people and the preacher. Have you ever been somewhere where you've preached or spoken or taught, and it felt like your words went right out of your mouth, hit the back of the church, hit you in the head, <laughs> and then at the service was over, you were so drained? That's because it's according to your faith and expectation. And you can literally pull the power of God out of a person or the power of God out of a speaker or the anointing of God out of a speaker. We're just the point of contact. I was thinking about it today. I said, you know, Lord, I'm not Jesus. I'm not the healer. You're the healer. He said, but you're the point of contact. He said, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You're, you're just going to be used as a vessel of clay to lay hands on people, and my power's going to go out of you and into them and perfect that healing and a cure. You're just the point of contact. So that's what happened here. Immediately, uh, Jesus, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? You know, I mean, he was always surprising the disciples. And the disciples said, you know, what do you mean? What are you talking about who touched you? What are you talking about, Al, who touched the clothes? What are you talking about? Who touched the clothes? There's so, everybody's all around you. But somebody touched him in faith. Faith is a spiritual force. Faith has the ability to 
pull the things of God into your life, the truth of God into your life. Fear rejects it. As a matter of fact, fear can draw things to you if you're not a, if you're if you're not careful. What did Job say? He said, "That which I greatly feared has come upon me." You know, I've had a couple of bad reports this year, and I think I've been to the doctor more times this year than I have in a long time. But each and every time, I said, "I am not getting into fear." Here's one. So I had a situation with my tooth. And I'll be honest, it was, the doc, it was the dentist's fault. He messed up. Because he hit a nerve. And I, I, no matter how much stuff they gave me for the numbing, I still felt it. And I knew he did something wrong. He hit a nerve. And so, you know, they put the temporary in, and it hurt, and it hurt, and it hurt, and it hurt. And I took Tylenol at night. I was taking Tylenol. I don't like taking Tylenol. I don't like all that stuff. Personally, if you got to take it, you take it. I, I decided I'm taking the Tylenol. What am I going to, like, stay up all night and have tooth pain? Take the Tylenol if you need it. Right? You can take the Tylenol on faith. And so I took the Tylenol, go back to the dentist, blah, 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 blah. Well, I said, well, I decided I want you to put the, the, the permanent in my teeth, my tooth. He said, well, I think you should go to a specialist, and I think you should blah, 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 blah. He should do a root canal, this, that, and the other thing. I said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That's where I drew the line. I don't even think root canals, well, that's a whole nother thing. I, I do a lot of homeopathic stuff. I don't think root canals are good for you. Anyway, but that's all. That's free. So I said, I'm not doing it. So we put the permanent in, and um, he said, okay, just let me know how you feel. What do you mean how I feel? I'm going to believe God. I'm not going to be moved by how I feel. I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean not to my own feelings and understanding. I'm going to acknowledge God in this situation. I want Jesus to step into this situation and help me. And so I just believed God, believed God, believed God, believed God. I went back, and to make a long story short, he goes, okay. He says, it seems like it's all better. I said, I said it's because I prayed. You know what he said to me? He goes, no, it isn't. I said, yes, it is. He said, no, it isn't. I said, yes, it is. <laughs> I totally was bold about it because I told him from the beginning, I'm going to pray and my tooth's going to be all right. He goes, all right. He's known me for 20 years. You know, I don't preach to him. But lately, I've been a little more bold because I'm kind of over all this, like, seeker-friendly, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm sticking my head in the sand. I'm not telling anybody. So I said, I'm going to pray for my tooth. Okay, well, whatever. I'm sure he rolled his eyes. And then when, he, when it manifested, my healing manifested, and I told him it was because I prayed, he literally said, no, it isn't. It was like two little kids fighting on the playground. <laughs> By his stripes, I am healed. I decided to apply my faith to my tooth. Then I had another situation, blah, blah, blah. I won't tell you about that. And then blah, 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 another situation. And I just stood in faith. Listen, guys, we've got to begin to stand in faith for some of these things more than ever before, especially as we see the day approaching. Because many of us have gotten into fear. Are you listening? Now, are, are, are any of us perfect? None of us are perfect. 
But we've got to begin to exercise our faith like never before, especially in the season that we live in now. There's a lot of fear out there, so much fear and so much uncertainty. And I believe that's why God wants me to minister this to you, to get your eyes fixed on him. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Who is what? Who is the author and finisher of your faith? Listen, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to that mountain, be removed, and it would have to obey you. Do you know that you have faith on the inside of you? Do you know that you have, you had the measure of faith to get saved? You, what we need to do is we just need to let it grow. That's why what I do is, I, honest to God, and I was doing it the last couple of days, mostly in this situation, the context, because I knew I was going to minister on healing, and I like to build myself up before I build the people up. It's part of my job. And so, you know, we need to start putting the word in our hearts concerning faith and healing. Matthew 7, 24 and 25. So when the winds come, And the storms come and beat against our houses or our bodies or our finances or our our physical in the context of tonight. We won't fall. We won't go under. Then you always have the people. Well, why didn't they get healed? Some things you're just not going to know. Listen, don't let that discourage you. The most important thing is set your affection and your focus on Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Listen, I took that Tylenol by faith. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, do it by faith. Keep the switch of faith turned on. I remember Brother Hagin saying, you know, he'd be like, he'd be like, that's my new talk. He'd be like, it's kind of ghetto talk. He'd be like. I don't know where I got it. I don't know where it came. He'd be like. <laughs> Brother Hagen, he'd be like, when you walk into a room and the room is dark, how do you get the, the room to light up? You turn the switch on. Psh, lights up the whole room. He used to tell us all the time. He used to say, keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep your focus on Jesus and the word of God. Keep it turned on. Here's here's a little memo on that one. You can have faith in your heart and all kinds of warfare in your head. You're going to have this thought and the other thing going on with your vision. You're going to have to go into your heart and unplug all those arteries. And visions of having surgery. Visions of having open heart surgery. Visions of being blind. What is that? It's the devil. Hello? Listen. Not all your thoughts are your thoughts. Really? Yeah. Welcome to the real world of warfare. You know, every time I minister, it's like all hell breaks loose in my mind. I just go like this. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. All that static around our minds and all that 
fear, all that confusion, all those thoughts, and all those things that are contrary to the word of God, cast it down. Doesn't the Bible say, don't take the thought? Don't even take it. Don't even take it. When you're anxious, don't even take it. You know, a friend of mine, Diane, she taught me something. She said, you know what? When, those, when thoughts come, just say cancel. One word, cancel. Cancel. Thoughts come, cancel. You could rewire your brain. Did you know that? That's a whole nother Dr. Caroline Leaf message. Cancel. Or you could just speak the word. They both work. So, verse 32, he looked around to see her who had done this thing. Yeah. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And verse 34 says, he said to her, daughter, your faith, you pulled something out of me with your faith. Faith is a spiritual force. Your faith has made you well. Now go in peace and be healed of that plague. Very quickly, for about another 10 minutes, are we good? It's so interesting to me because most of the teachers and preachers here are very calm. And I come in, ah! (laughs) You guys are good with it. We have fun, right? That's why we need all the five-fold ministry gifts. We all complement each other, right? Okay. She did three things. Number one, she heard something. Number two, she said something. Number three, she did something. And as a result, she received something. So number one, she heard something. What did she hear? She had to hear something about Jesus. There's rumors about him all over the place. I sometimes wonder, did she hear about when he was baptized in the River Jordan and how a voice literally sounded from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. She might have heard about that. She might have even been there. Maybe she heard about how, you know, Lazarus had been dead for four days days and the whole town was weeping and crying and upset but when Jesus came on the scene he groaned in the spirit he wept he was troubled and he told all the people move that stone away and everybody's like what are you kidding me he's been dead four days it's it's gonna smell really bad he said roll the stone away and maybe she heard about all Jesus said was loose it was uh uh what did he say Lazarus. (laughs) I had a senior moment for a second. Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth. He was bound up with all kinds of like grave clothes. And then Jesus said, loose him and let him go. He literally raised the dead. Maybe she heard about that. Maybe she heard about how that that wedding that went on and how he turned the water into wine. We don't know what she heard about Jesus, but we do know that Jesus went about doing good, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And his fame spread abroad. Everywhere that he went, he was so famous, sometimes he had to hide himself. Maybe she heard about how he cast the devils out of that herd of 
swine. Don't you think that would hit the papers? Well, maybe not, because anything about God doesn't really hit the papers. Anything about God and miracles, oh, it's only the bad news, huh? That's why I don't listen to the news. It, it feeds my fear. You listening? But maybe she heard about how the devils went out of that man who was cutting himself and screaming and crazy, and the demons went out of him and into the herd of swine. The herd ran violently down the, down the, down the steep hill and went into the water. Did they go in the water? I mean, that's scared. that would be like, whoa, this guy Jesus just cast the devils out. You know, we don't know what she heard. We do know this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She had to have heard something about Jesus. I read in online, I don't know if it's true, I just read it about a half hour ago, that, that there was 37 miracles that Jesus did. Think about the miracle of him even just walking on the water. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he walked on the water, he can heal you of your plague. Okay, so she heard something, right? Here, I'm going to give you a few scriptures. Well, actually, we already brought them out. Galatians 3.13, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So let me just give you a couple more scriptures that I didn't already say. Do you know, think about it. Listen, how many of you are saved in here? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of of God unto salvation, the power of God. That word power, there's a six Greeks. This one is translated dunamis, meaning effective ability to accomplish an intended purpose. I am not ashamed of the power of God, the dunamis of God. It's so effective, it has the ability to accomplish an intended purpose. It is the power of God unto salvation. That word salvation is the Greek word soteria. And you know what soteria means? It's not just you got saved and you're going to heaven. The gospel is everything. Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Deuteronomy 28. That word salvation means deliverance, preservation, safety, health, or healing. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God, just not unto me going to heaven, but it's the power of God unto healing, safety, deliverance, soundness, Everything that I need is in the power of God that is present to heal tonight. Psalms 103. Here's another one that will boost your faith. We're good with time. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Thank God I'm going to heaven and I'm forgiven. Is that what it says? Let's go on to see what else it says. Who forgives you all your iniquity and who what? Heals you of all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. How many of you have ever been in the pit? Holy Toledo. That's all another story. Only my best friends know that story. Right, Maria? She ain't saying nothing. 
That's what a true friend does. They don't say nothing. They just keep your secrets. They hide it in their heart. They ain't saying nothing. But how many of you ever been in the pit? How many of you needed your life redeemed from destruction that the enemy plotted against you because he was trying to sift you as wheat and take you out because he saw something about your life that was going to change people's lives, even if it's your own family. All of heaven rejoices when just one person, just one goes to heaven. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As he says it again, because I think we have a problem with condemnation, which I think brings up the subject that the Holy Spirit's bringing up the subject. That's why some people don't receive their healing, because they think they have to be perfect. That's a good point, Holy Ghost. Thank you. I wish you had told us and the people in the booth over there we could have put it up on the screen. <laughs> See, some of you are in such condemnation, you don't think you're worthy to get healed. You are worthy. He's made you worthy. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far your sins have gone away from you. Just confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart God raised him from the dead. And then as a child of God, you could confess your sin or even your faults to somebody else if you need to, and you'll be healed. You know, God is, God's not holding. You are redeemed from the curse of the law. Total redemption. Sins, past, present, and future. But I'm personally of, of the mindset, if I sin, I, I know he's faithful and just and so forgive me of my sins, and I confess it immediately. I don't go, oh, you know, I'm just going to be a grace woman. I don't have to confess my sin. You know, he's past, present, and future. No, if I sin, I was a good Catholic girl. Remember my stories? Oh, you guys, know me, know my stories. I, I, every night I just close my eyes and I look unto Jesus and God my Father and if I, I search my heart and I say, Lord, if there's anything in me that displeased you today, I show me and I ask you to forgive me. See, I like to go to bed with a clean, clear conscience. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions. Now watch this. As a father shows compassion to his children... So the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. I love this part. He remembers that we are dust. I want to make an emphasis here on compassion. It's interesting because when I was reading toward the end of Mark 5 about the woman, I could, I, there's the spirit of Christ in me rose up and I could feel compassion for the woman. And I said, Lord, you're going to say something about that. He says, he, he says, I want my people to know that when they don't feel good, I, I pity them. Meaning, it means compassion. I have compassion for them. Listen, if you think about your kids and your grandkids, you don't want your kids to hurt. You don't want your kids sick. You don't want all that going on. We try to fix it any way, shape, or form. Don't you, some of you even say, I wish I could take it so my kid doesn't take it. Have to hold, you have to feel it. That's the love of a mother, the love of a father. Well, how much more, the Bible says, does your heavenly father want you to have good gifts? Let's switch it up. Be healed in your body. The Lord has compassion. Jesus.
Jesus was always moved with compassion and he healed the sick. Here's a couple of them. Matthew 20, 34, two blind men came to him. The Bible says he was moved with compassion. He touched their eyes and immediately they regained their sight and followed him. Luke 7, 13, these aren't all of them, but Luke 7, 13, the woman who lost her son, the Lord saw her. And he felt compassion for her. Then he said to her, do not weep. And he touched the coffin and raised him from the dead. Oh, my goodness. I would have loved to have seen that. You know, you see a lot of the raising of the dead in other countries. Yeah. Because America is a little, you know, religious. You know, Jesus couldn't do any mighty works in certain places. In his own town, wasn't it? Because of what? Because of the religion and the unbelief. Oh, yeah, he's just Jesus. He's the carpenter's son. Who is he? Well, let me tell you, he is the Christ, the son of the living God. He was the word made flesh, and he dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of that which is the only begotten, who was in the bosom of the Father. Jesus came to declare the heart of the Father. He declared him. He exposed him. He revealed him. He made him known. He showed the earth through his healing ministry and his casting out of devils that the father pities his children. And it's his desire that we all be saved. Sozo, soteria, be healed in our bodies. Ooh, I'm starting to get the anointing on me really strong, like in a different way. I probably have to stop soon. America, may we turn to me so my father, and you can reveal yourself to America. You reveal yourself, your heart, and your compassion to America. We lift up our arms and we lift up our hands and we ask you to show us your glory in America. Show us your heart in America. Show us the power gifts in America, the signs and the wonders that we which has, it contains grace because where sin abounds, grace would so much more abound. May America come back to grace. There is a revival that's kindling in America. Many don't see it, but there is a revival that's kindling. And your prayers, as you blow on those kindles, speak my word over those kindles the flames will grow brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and many because of the flames of revival will burn for me and they'll turn away from that which has distracted them and turn away from the lawlessness and turn away from the spirit of fear and they'll turn unto me so that I can complete that which I desire to do in your nation she had compassion on her and he said to her do not weep and he touched the coffin and raised him from the dead we said it jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever i have to quit because the anointing's changing and i'm starting to lose my flow it's different. You understand it? She spoke. She heard, then she spoke. What did she say? For she said, 
That word, for she said, denotes continuous action. For she kept saying, saying, if I just could touch the hem of his garment, I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. I just know it. I'm going to be made whole. She just kept saying it. The word is near you in your heart and in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, though you'll be saved. There is a connection between your mouth and your heart. There is a connection, a connection. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, healing, safety, and soundness. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. She heard something. What was the second one? She said something. Then she did something. She did something about what she heard and what she believed. Her actions just demonstrated what she believed. She did something. And then number four, she received something. What was the desire of her heart? If I could just touch the hem of his clothes, I know I'll be healed. She received something. Amen. Let's stand. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we thank you. Those in the sound booth, do you have any, like, music that's kind of soft? Thank you. So if you need healing in your body, I want you to line up in the front. Now, I know everybody likes to have a lot of order. So if we need ushers to help us, because I like order. I love order. I'm better when I have order. I minister better when I have order. Tightens me up keeps me on track. So if our ushers could help, we could line them up in the front or li- and line them up against the walls. And I'm going to lay hands on you. And let me just explain. I'm not Jesus, obviously. Ask Maria. Ask Marcia. Ask my best friend. I'm Margie. Got it? But I'm the point of contact and transmission But I will say this. There's an anointing in my left hand I haven't stirred up in a long time. This is a church of new beginnings, isn't it? So I have new beginnings here going on tonight. There's been a special anointing in my left hand. Just make sure there's only one. And then I want to line them up like against the wall so we don't have to do this and waste, not waste time, but you line them up against the wall. They can line up all up against the wall. Al, you know how we used to do it. Line them up. So I'm, I'm the point of contact and transmission. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the power of God's going to come up out of me through Christ the healer. I'm going to lay hands on you, and you're going to receive it in your body. But here's the key. Make sure everybody's lined up so we're ready when we're ready. Here's the key. After hands are laid on you, By his stripes, I am healed. I walk in health. I thank you, Father Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. I thank you, you were made a curse for me. Just speak out of your mouth what God says about you, not what your circumstances. Faith doesn't deny the circumstances. Faith denies the circumstances from having the power over you to take you out. Amen? Okay, are we ready? Okay, those of you that are in your seats, stretch your hands toward them. 
Can you turn the music up a little more? I need music. It helps. It, it, it actually uh, amplifies the anointing. Thank you, Lord. Stretch your hands toward him. Let's all say this together. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you're here tonight. And you sent in your word that believers would lay hands on the sick and that the sick would recover. And tonight, when Margie lays hands on me, you are in her. You are the healer. I'm going to receive healing in my body from the top of my head all the way down to the soles of my feet. Thank you, Jesus. All right, stretch your hands toward him. I'm just going to wait. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Remember, don't look to me. Look unto him. It's him, him. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ. Stretch your hands toward him. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for your healing virtue. I thank you, Lord. Ha, 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 ha. In the name of Jesus, I command healing to flow into each and every person under the sound of my voice. As hands are laid upon, I thank you, Lord, that your virtue and your healing goes into each and every one. I thank you, Father, by his stripes she is healed. In the name of Jesus Christ himself, the hope of glory makes you whole. I thank you, Lord, the point of contact and transmission transitions your healing virtue into each and every person under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, 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 be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. Christ is the healer. Christ is the healer. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. His name through faith in his name. Yep, 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 yep. He's already started working. He's already started healing. In the name of Jesus. Have you ever spoken in tongues before? Okay, you could do it down. Go ahead, go ahead, just release your language. Yeah, there you go. There you go, honey. In Jesus' name, I thank you for a visitation from heaven. I thank you for a visitation from heaven. In Jesus' name, in Jesus, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, his name through faith in his name. His yep, there it is. Abakasatara. Power went out of him and into them and brought healing. The power of God in Jesus' name. Your daughter. Father, we just stretch our hands toward her daughter in the name of Jesus. We release though we're absent in the flesh. We're present in the spirit, and we release your healing virtue on her daughter from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. 
Holy Spirit of God, is she a Christian? Rise up within her. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in her, quickening her mortal body in the name of Jesus. And then we come into agreement. You said a cord of three is not easily broken. We all come into agreement on the behalf of their daughter, and we stand in faith for her absolute 100% and total healing in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, 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 I release your power into my brother's body. In the name of Jesus, Evle Masura Makaterebe, Siria Sisotoma Chiquita, Indele Masache, Icarabosa. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Virtue. We thank you that your virtue goes out and into these bodies, perfecting a healing and a. Yep, Inoma Chiquita. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, receive. We receive. Say, I receive, Lord. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name, the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. In 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 the name of Jesus. Grace. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes? Your son? Oh, God. Does he need physical healing? Honey, look at me, babe. Does he need physical healing? What's his name? Frank and George. Father, we just, let's pray. Let's bear one another's burdens, right? So, Father, we just pray for Frank and George. Father, right where they are, go into the places that they are, visit them, apprehend them, come upon them, overtake them. Lord, are they saved? I just heard convict and convince them of their need for Jesus. I pray, God, that you would have your way in these two men. <laughs> Lord, send your angels. You and give your angels charge over Frank and George to keep them in all their ways. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There you go. Just stop praying. I'll just receive. There you go. They say, in Jesus' name, I release your virtue. In Jesus' name, yes. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I command every sickness and every disease to leave these bodies in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in Jesus. Can I give you a hug? In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, the name. Stretch your hands, Tori. you got to stay with me. There you go. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The point of contact and transmission. These signs will follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, aha, keke, teke. I sought the Lord and he heard me. He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. What's your first name? Father, we just release your virtue. Though we're absent in the flesh, we're present in the spirit. And, Lord, this mother stands in proxy for Kristen. Kristen? And, Lord, we just, oh, we just, we kita that there would be a balancing of her insulin levels in the name of Jesus. Not only that, Lord, but we ask you give the doctors wisdom in treating her. In the name of Jesus, that you release the wisdom of God to treat her as well. But, Father, most of all, we look unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith and healing for this young daughter. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, my God, this shall supply all your needs, every single one. And we thank you for healing into her body. In Jesus' name. <laughs> In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, let her sakata. In the name of Jesus, let her go. In the name of Jesus, let her go. In the name of Jesus, we release your virtue into this young girl's life. And I thank you, Father, that she'll have a visitation and she'll never be the same. I call for an apprehension and a greater measure in Jesus' name. Thank you. How's everybody doing? 803. We're doing good. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Are you having fun? From here on? Okay, stretch your hands toward them. Oh, Shekinah. Shekinah felt the compassion of God for this woman. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You've been believing and believing and believing and believing and believing and believing and believing. And I come into agreement and release the power of God into her body to bring about a healing and a cure in her. 
And she hasn't done anything wrong. She's done everything right. She's been believing and believing and believing and believing. Hey, ha, 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 ha! In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. La ka te ke te ke te. A la ka te ke te ke te. A la ka te ke te ke te. A la ka te ke te ke te. Eke. Me shukute na mahaya. Esu. Jesus. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. There he is. You're receiving. Thank you, Jesus. There you go. See, that's the power of God. Beautiful Holy Spirit. Beautiful Holy Spirit. Yeah, you're almost, uh, you were already receiving before I ever got to you. In the main and the most son of enemy, let her go. I command every work of darkness. I break the power of every word curse off of my sister in the name of Jesus. Every word that's ever been a curse on her life, I command it to be broken. In Jesus' name, Lord, let your power go out into her, into those areas. Into those areas. There it is. There it is. There it is. I caught you in a manana. Rising up. Beaming illumination. and Rising up. Here it is. The power of God. Power of God. In Jesus' name. The power of God. The power. Shakate. The power of God goes into you and brings a healing and a cure in you. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Healing virtue go into her body in Jesus' name to bring about a healing and a cure. Christ the healer. Christ the healer. I call for a greater apprehension on this young man and all and all the and the generation he represents. And not only that, Father, just lay hands upon him in faith, in Jesus' name. Here it is, the virtue of God, the power. There it is. There it is. There he is. That's the power of God. The presence of God is the power of God, but it's also the virtue of God. Likisa tararaboho shata. Likisa. You've been waiting here a long time. You know, the Lord's already starting to work in your body and in your mind. In your body and in your mind. Lord, I thank you. The Lord, your God in the midst of you is mighty. He sings over you. Did you know that, honey? He rejoices over you, and he sings over you. Lord, I thank you for songs of deliverance for my sister in the name of Jesus. Let your virtue go out of, her, out of me and into her through the point of contact and transmission. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In 
In the name of Jesus, be healed. Jesus. Saturate my brother, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Shakante le mercy. Are we done? I'm going to do one more thing. I'm going to turn it over to Mike. Is that his name? Pastor Mike? Where'd she go? Pastor Matt. Okay, lift up your hands. I'm going to do one more thing. I come against all the effects that COVID has had over each and every one of these individuals who've been symptomatic of COVID or who had COVID specifically. I come against all the symptoms that have been lingering in the name of Jesus. And I release every single one of them from the lingering symptoms in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, and I cover them with the blood of Jesus, and no weapon formed against them will prosper. And I thank you, Lord, that by the stripes you bore on your body, they are healed. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.